morning. Welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Wednesday, the 4th of November. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting with the big RBA news yesterday. Yes, Dr Lowe delivered largely as we expected. Bond buying program of 100 billion Australian dollars and a cut in the cash rate to 0.1% from 0.25. That was all, all as expected. The key surprise is that the 100 billion dollar amount does not include the zero to three year duration, only three to 10. So that means the zero to three is uncapped and he's, you're willing to spend whatever it takes. In addition, he, he mentions that why did he choose the 100 billion? Analyst estimates were just over 100 billion, the mean estimate. And he says that 100 billion is sort of where he's found the, the, an effective amount on markets looking at other central banks. So it equates to 5% of GDP and generally in other countries that, that's the right amount. What his statement says is that the combination of the RBA's bond purchases and lower interest rates across the yield curve was expected to assist the econ economic recovery by lowering financing costs for borrowers, contributing to a lower exchange rate than otherwise would have been the case, and supporting asset prices and balance sheets, while term funding of the bump banks was contributing to low funding costs and supporting the supply of credit to the economy. Yeah, pretty pretty much as we as we expected. So what's the impact on the balance sheet of all this extra buying? So it's expected that the balance sheet will increase from about 300 billion to 550 billion, which equates to 27.5% of GDP. That's according to Bill Evans at Westpac. So it's quite a lot and compared to the US it's only a little bit less but what's more interesting is where we've come from so that huge increase you know it's, it's tripled it's a 300 percent increase and that will mean that you know compared to the US they're at about 33 percent which is only an 85 percent increase from where they were prior to the pandemic as Dr. Lowe's mentioned in prior statements to the media, this program will it has no sort of fixed end date and the measures he's looking at is realised inflation, not forecast inflation, which is a shift that he's made this year, and you know, employment moving in the right direction. So all that's fairly as expected, just the key thing there, the sort of unlimited zero to three year purchasing. And moving to quant funds now, the FT is running an article highlighting just how 2020 has not been the year for quant funds. They've underperformed dismally. Quant funds are typically funds that look at some sort of, sort of categorical factor, such as size, value, momentum, these sorts of things. And these, they typically find, okay, how can you classify value stocks, back test them on you know, as much back test data as possible to go, okay, well, clearly this performs or provides an, an alpha or, you know, above average return. Therefore, let's sort of run a strategy doing this. The one that has sort of performed well is momentum, and that's driven by the sort of tech boom, but the rest have really underperformed. And what they highlight is that the average US quant equity fund has only returned at 3.3% in the year to the end of September, that's according to Merrill Lynch, compared to an average normal equity fund, which has returned 8.3, and even the Russell 1000 index, 6.4%. So yeah, they've, re they've really underperformed. 
And as well, they Infinitive mentions that three quarters of quants surveyed in, in October found that their models had been hurt by COVID-19. And more importantly, 12% have declared that their whole models are obsolete. So that's a real worry there. And it, it does seem that the, the it's a real, relatively easy strategy of just finding some factor and then back testing it to see if it works isn't really the recipe to instant riches that it once was. And moving to the markets now, obviously we've got the US election, but the futures for the S&P 500 are showing a rise of about 1%. Coming up here in Australia, we have the retail sales data for September. Month on month, it's looking like it's going to be about minus 1.5%. And then quarter on quarter for Q3, they're expecting a 6% growth, which is compared to the 3.4% contraction in the prior quarter. That's your update for Wednesday. Have a great day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.